my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a wonderful look into the forums of MeasureRection.com. But before we get into that, I just want to thank everyone who listens to the podcast, shares the podcast, reviews the podcast, supports the podcast on Patreon, asks for magnets, and all the rest. So thanks so much for making it a great 2019, the 10th year anniversary of the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for chiming in at the Facebook page and writing me messages, uh, either in emails or on the Facebook page. Thanks so much. I appreciate everything that everyone says. Let me know if you want a magnet. And of course, if you haven't heard, I'm going to be at the F Plus Live in Portland, Oregon on January 18th weekend in Portland, Oregon. Um, the tickets are sold out, although they may be more available at some point, but I have no idea if any more are getting freed up. I'm going to be bringing stickers to the show, so if you want stickers, I will be giving stickers out at the show. And if you're at the show, say hello. It's always nice to say hi to people in person. So, without further ado, let's get right into the forums of Measurection.com. Now, Measurection.com, and I think the subtitle of Measurection is uh, Discussing Man at Length. It's a website for men who are discussing the size of their penises, and most of the penises are small penises that they're talking about. So we haven't really delved into the small penis world since uh, mytinydick.net, not specifically, and that was a long time ago. So it's time to revisit the world of the small penis. Now, of course, small is relative. People have different opinions, but and it's perfectly normal to have a regular sex life with a small penis. So however you choose to define small, it's up to you, but we are going to just read what they had to say about theirs, and just general topics. So the first thing we'll read is in Measurection's main forums, small exchange main forum, in a thread started by guest entitled, Your Dad's Penis, and it goes like this. Have you ever seen your father's penis? How did it happen that you saw it? Was it hard or soft? Was it, quote-unquote, in action when you saw it? Was he cut or uncut? How do you compare with him? And a different guest replies, I've seen my dad's penis a couple of times. Once when I was around six years old, I saw him asleep and uncovered on his bed. He was cut, brackets like me, but I didn't think anything about it because I didn't see an uncut dick until I was in high school. Of course, I thought he was huge. That's the first and only adult penis I had seen, and it was much larger than my little button. Years later, when he was an old man and in the hospital, I saw his penis again. It was soft, of course, and looked like it was a couple of inches long. I guess he and I are slash were, quote-unquote, average. And William S. adds, I saw my dad's a lot. He never tried to hide it and didn't act embarrassed, and I haven't with my son either. It's perfectly normal and healthy, I think. I'm always surprised when guys say they never did see their dads or are too modest around their own sons. Oh, yeah. Should add it was in different states. LOL, hard, soft, or semi. He saw mine the same way. My mom didn't go into the boys' rooms, so I got caught by my dad a lot. LOL, he was uncut but didn't have much covering it. All the boys, brackets me and my bros, are cut. And Zebra Ben adds, It's you, Sam, so I will reply. Yes, I seen my dad's. It was at the public pool in which back then the changing room was one big square with benches. You was required to take a soap shower before you got into the pool. Yes, he is bigger than me. A lot bigger. And yes, I'm cut. He was uncut. I don't know much more because I never could talk to my dad about these things. And guest replies, Sam, I have also seen my father's penis many times over the years, over the course of growing up, mostly in normal situations, for example, getting dressed, slash changed, showering, at a neighboring urinal, both at home and in public restrooms. I have only seen him soft, never hard, or even semi, to my knowledge, and definitely not, quote-unquote, in action. LOL! 
Like me and my younger brothers, he is cut, but with plenty of extra skin around the shaft. He has a much, quote-unquote, looser circumcision than either me or my brother. We are both fairly, quote-unquote, tightly circumcised. However, his look could be due to fairly fat, thick pad making his penis look that way. As he is overweight, brackets, as he would say, too much of my mother's wonderful cooking over the years. LOL. My father is also much bigger around than either of us, girthwise, at least twice as big around. He is fairly comparable to us, at least with regard to his thick patch of curly dark pubic hair, as my brother and I both have the same. At least we do when we do not shave it off. LOL. He was the first adult penis that I ever saw, and I am glad that I got the opportunity to see him so many times over the course of the years while I was growing up in natural situations. I am grateful to him and my mother for raising me and my brother in a quote-unquote body-positive environment and always making us feel good about our bodies, especially during puberty. And Aggie FTW writes, Growing up, I'd see my dad's dick from time to time. Always soft and only when he was showering. My son can't say the same of me. I'm cut, he's not. Looks like he's taking after his mother's side of the family. Because so far, he's longer, brackets for his age, than I was. And Rod Enough writes, In my youth, perhaps age five, I showered with my dad once a week over about six weeks as he taught me how to properly wash myself in the shower. Until then, my mom had given me a bath when needed. At the time, he looked huge to me. So far as I know, he was always flaccid. I do remember that I was fascinated when occasionally the shower water would hit his body in such a way that water would run down his penis and it would look like a stream of pee as it ran off the tip of his dick. I always thought that was hilarious. I don't remember seeing his dick again until he was retired and chronically ill. I was his caregiver for a few days so that my mother could get away and relax. I had to help him bathe and toilet. Again, I only saw him flaccid. He was just slightly larger than me in both length and girth. Like all the males in our family, my dad was circumcised. Alan G. And Curious in Florida writes, I saw my dad's penis just a few times over the years. The first time was as a young child. I think my mom, who typically bathed me, was away, and instead of giving me a bath in the tub, my dad just had me shower with him. He seemed really big and hairy at the time. Years later, in my teens, I saw him stepping out of the shower, and he just seemed average-sized. In retrospect, I suspect he was slightly below average in size, but he sure seemed big when I was a small boy. I have only seen him flaccid, never erect, so I have no idea how large he is in that respect. And guest adds, my father's penis was quite small. As a toddler, I noticed how off the mark he was in the YMCA shower, surrounded by athletic types before he went swimming. I definitely recall being embarrassed for him, though he never appeared to be. He was very physical otherwise, however. I think his blasé unconcern was fake, but that was after long secret analysis by me. And another guest adds, I frequently saw my father's penis in showers, locker rooms, and at urinals. It was about the same size as my year younger brothers and mine, brackets after we hit puberty, I mean. All three of us still had our foreskins, brackets my brothers and my own foreskins seemed longer than my father's. I never saw him hard. My brother and I saw each other hard from time to time, but I cannot ever imagine a time when it would have been appropriate for me slash us to see our father hard. And want to be thick ads. My dad was never shy, so I saw him naked many times, though never erect. His flaccid penis was about average, though maybe a bit thicker. He once talked to me about penis size when I was a teenager. He told me, though, though men varied quite a bit in size when flaccid, everyone was about six inches erect, so I'm guessing that's about where he measured. And Wood650 adds, Never saw my dad's penis. Always wondered how I compared with him. Had no brothers to compare with either. And Italian Sausage adds, 
My dad and I are virtually identical down there from what I've seen. He's very small, soft, basically just the head with large balls. I saw him erect once, very briefly, brackets, getting in the shower, nothing scandalous. And it looked like mine, maybe a bit thinner. And little Nate adds, I never saw much of my dad growing up, but following my parents' divorce when I was 17, I moved in with him. We started to hang out more, and he started bringing me along to the gym. Brackets, being out of shape and having a father who was fitter than you is embarrassing. It took me a while to get used to the communal changing and showering, but my dad wasn't bothered by it. I was a little surprised at how small he is, basically just a head when soft, average balls. About a year or so later, I had an awkward encounter when I walked in on him having some alone time in his study. Again, I was a bit surprised at him being smaller than me. Looks like he's somewhere in the three-inch range when hard. He's always seemed pretty comfortable with his body. He's always been a regular Speedo wearer, though maybe that's to do with being European. LOL. And Asian for love ads. I grew up in an Asian family. I never saw my dad's penis, but was told by my mom that my dad was small also. However, I did get the chance to see one of my cousins, brackets, son of my father's biological brother, when we went on a family trip to a resort. It looked awfully similar to mine, flaccid. Brackets, maybe a tiny little bit longer, but not a lot different. I guess I can safely assume that this trait is more my genetics than anything else. I was curious how I ended up with a small penis. I had a history of medical steroid injections when I was in elementary school, and I always thought that was the cause. And Rick replies, Hey, guy, if you're going to continue to insert this term, genetics, into your responses, you would be well advised to have a better understanding of what role genetics possibly plays as it relates to penis size, as this is a very complex subject which hasn't thoroughly been studied to any definitive finality. However, given that caveat, here is the presumption. Those studies which have been completed on genetic markers seem to indicate that this pattern of inheritance as it relates to penis size is male, female, male, female, male, alternating back and forth in that pattern between the sexes with each subsequent passing generation. Therefore, given that pattern, you likely did not inherit the genetic marker for penis size from your father, but rather from your mother. However, she in turn inherited that marker from her father, who would thus be regarded as a genetic quote-unquote carrier. The fact that you and your father, brackets and any of your father's male relatives, might happen to have rather similarly sized penises is simply coincidence based on the law of average as demonstrated by the bell curve. According to the law of averages, most men are bunched together in the middle within a defined average range with the outliers in both directions, larger and smaller, becoming less and less frequent as one moves out farther and farther towards the most extreme dimensions. This point is particularly true within most East Asian population groups, which are characterized by having less variation towards the furthest extremes. Two nations have done a tremendous amount of work on this exact subject on average penile length, South Korea and China. Thus, since all examples cited happen to fall within the average range, the law of averages dictates that you and your father, brackets and your father's assorted relatives, coincidentally happen to have relatively similarly sized penises. That's all. On the other hand, genetically speaking, you can probably thank your mother's father, brackets your grandfather on the maternal side, for the genetic marker for penis size within one's DNA. You, in turn, will likely pass that marker on to your daughters, who will, in their turn, likely then pass it on to their sons. At least that's what the genetically oriented studies seem to be indicating. Rick and Chris Blue adds, I saw my dad hard quite a few times and, quote-unquote, in action, a couple. Even though he's not particularly big, about six inches in average thickness, it was still impressive to see him using it. We're about the same size. I'd say I'm somewhat thicker. Both of us are cut. <laughs> okay. 
and Mustang 86 ads. I saw my dad's dick once. I think he was trying to teach me how to pee standing up. Brackets, I was really young and barely remember anything. He was uncut like me, wrinkly and flaccid. After he'd peed and put it away, I remember trying to pull his cock... What? Ugh. <laughs> After he'd peed and put it away, I remember trying to pull his cock back out his fly hole. Last time I ever saw it. Even if we use the loo together, he stands in a corner pointing away. Frowning emoticon. And straight chaser ads. Oh, sure, but my dad's penis is quite large and he didn't have a full circumcision. They just cut the foreskin vertically so the glands could get out. He used to fall asleep in his bed when mom was gone on vacation. When it was hot and he fell asleep and get a hard on, it would come out of his pajamas. I hadn't seen many back then, but it was very respectable. Mom hit the jackpot. LOL. My older brother has a big banana penis. Brackets curves down, which he says makes missionary position lots better. And my younger brother and I have identical dicks. Not quite average. We refer to it as the Irish curse. Although I have no idea why. One of the biggest dicks I ever had was in Dublin. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the Measurection Forums subform Health and Body Talk Forums subform Keeping It Up in a thread started by Steve W. entitled Had Penis Enhancement Surgery Today. And it goes like this. And I am absolutely happy that I did. Finally, I suspect a lot of you will judge me for it, but it was the right thing for me. Hope some of you can understand. Winking emoticon. And S. Duke 87 writes, Congrats! And Sam Badger adds, I hope you post before and after pictures. And Bellend07 adds, good for you. Well done. How is it now? And Guest adds, my only concern would be the risks and whether the improvement and functionality justifies said risk. It will be interesting to learn particulars if you would like to share. Not many of us make, quote unquote, a virtue of being and or staying small. And Red Scott adds, what you do or do not do is entirely up to you. I fully understand why you decided to do this and will not judge you simply because it takes considerable thought before deciding to undertake enhancement. If I'm honest and I had the money, I'd probably go for it myself. And Steve W. answers, What I went in for is a simple, non-permanent solution. Hyaluronic acid injections by a board-certified urologist, brackets, professor at Emory University. It was easy and painless, if expensive. After the bandages come off, I will share before and after pics with you guys. It definitely is girthier, which was my main issue. I now have two years at the larger size to think about whether I want to go for the permanent option, brackets, autologous fat transfer, or repeat the filler injections. I didn't have general anesthesia. I just had heavy sedation in locals. The sedation was very pleasant, actually. I was not in any significant pain at any point. I felt one or two needles, but that was it. And I'm now two days out from the procedure and everything is starting to feel more normal again. I take the bandage off on Tuesday. They prescribed antibiotics as a precaution and arnica for bruising. No problem so far. And Steve W. replies again. Okay, so now the bandage is off and I can report. My flaccid girth is now more than my erect girth was before. And my erect girth is off the charts immediately fail the toilet paper roll test for the first time in my life. I can't close my fist around it at the base. This is sexually really exciting. And according to the internet, if you haven't guessed already, the toilet paper roll test is where you stick your penis inside a used toilet paper roll tube to tell whether or not it has quote-unquote good girth or not. This is a good test to see whether you want to use regular size condoms or magnum size condoms. So, there you go. And Sam Badger adds, pictures and or videos, please. 
And Century Child asks, Hi, Steve. How are things going with a post-surgery penis? Has the size settled down now? Did you have any before-slash-after pics to share? But sadly, Steve W. never returns to update anybody about his penis. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the Measurection Forums, Subforum Health and Body Talk Forum, Subforum Keeping It Up, in a thread started by Farmboy69 entitled, Semen Oozes Out Instead of Squirts. Why? And it goes like this. Every time I orgasm during sex, my semen just seems to ooze out instead of squirt. Is there anything I can do to change this? And Rod Enough answers. One significant factor in the strength of the contractions that produce ejaculations is the conditioning of a man's pelvic floor muscles. And guess what? There's an exercise for that. The exercise is called Kegel Exercises. For more information about Kegels and how to do them, see a post of mine from June 2014 on the topic. Alan G. And Scottay123 writes, Tends to happen to me when I whack it too often. So if you're doing that, try doing it a bit less. And UK Grower adds, One simple thing is to try, quote-unquote, edging. Bring yourself to the point of orgasm. Stop. Again, bring yourself to the brink. Repeat the process for as long as you can. See if this makes any difference. I know that when I do this, it feels like I am firing bullets when I come. And Oblon writes, Men vary. If you're an oozer, not a squirter, that's fine. That's just how you are. I believe shooters are slightly in the minority. Brackets, question mark. And Farmboy69 writes, Okay, first of all, I have a girlfriend, so I don't need to whack it. I see her one night during the week and have sex and then have sex twice a day on the weekends, and it doesn't matter how much time there is between orgasms, it always oozes out. I'll check on the kegels and edging. Thanks, guys. And Red Scott replies, Kegels are the absolute key. The stronger your pelvic floor, the stronger you will ejaculate. Many guys don't realize how weak this muscle group has become until they start the exercises and see the improvements. It's true that some guys squirt and some guys don't, but this is still down to the pelvic floor muscle. It's like some guys have naturally stronger arms than others. The same is true of the pelvic floor. It is nature's intention for men to ejaculate with some degree of a quote-unquote squirt as this ensures a higher chance that the sperm will reach the egg in order to fertilize it. What nature doesn't intend is the muscle that ensures this becomes weakened through lifestyle and diet. And Argall writes, When I was younger, I used to shoot a fair distance. Now it's just a little. I am pretty good with my pelvics. But alas, I think age plays a part. Combined with becoming desensitized to things, find new things to titillate helps. And Red Scott writes, I find long and regular edging sessions are useful too. The more those sex hormones build up from constant reaching the edge of orgasm, the more aroused we become, and the result is a beautiful and huge ejaculatory orgasm. Age definitely has an impact, not just on the pelvic floor, but also on the suspensory ligament. Over the years, this has become less taut, which also impacts on the rigidity of an erection. Remember when you were young and pushing your erection downwards made you stiffer? Well, that's the ligament in full effect. And Canuck45 adds, I vary depending on the length of time playing and the person I am with. One guy I know loves sucking cock, any time, day or night. It's his hobby, I'm sure. It would suck my cock for eight hours if I let him. It feels good, but I tend not to shoot, just dribble. It's okay with him, but not exciting. Another guy in my mind is hot, hot, hot. With him, five minutes of sucking his vocalizing enthusiasm, and I can shoot a load three feet. And Red Scott replies, the quote-unquote three-foot squirt is something I love to see and also do myself. Nothing like the sensation of a great big squirt. 
And Simon81 replies, I've had both epic squirts and pathetic dribbles and everything in between. I think the longer you jack it, the bigger and wetter the load. And Thor57 adds, When I was a teenager and jacking off almost every day, my first blast of cum would go one to two feet. If I held off coming for a couple of days and edged a bit, I could get my cum on my face. Now at almost 60, I'm more of an oozer than a spurter. But a couple of months ago, while fucking my GF, brackets who is kinkier than I am, she asked me to come on her boobs. So I pulled out, stood by the side of the bed, jacked my cock looking at her gorgeous boobs, aimed for her far nipple, and my first shot of cum went over her boobs and landed on the sheets. Surprised both of us. We still laugh about it. And Farmboy69 returns to ask, Been a while since I posted anything on here. Anyways, I'm getting married this fall, and we would like to start having kids. I still drive when I have an orgasm, so I started doing kegels. Brackets, should have started them a long time ago. But has anyone tried the supplements, such as volume pills, that claim to help you produce more semen and have more intense orgasms? And Red Scott replies, those pills are certainly a waste of money, and there's certainly no scientific evidence to back up the claims they make. You are trying for a baby, so in any case, it's quality of sperm you want, not quantity of semen. The kegels are a good thing. Also, get a folic acid supplement, brackets not just important for women with regards to fertility. And take male-specific multivitamins. Add to that a diet rich with fruit and vegetable, brackets in particular celery, spinach, watermelon, slash cantaloupe melon and add black slash white slash chili pepper to meals. For more powerful orgasms and also bigger volume ejaculations, then abstain for two days between sessions. Try edging for an hour or so before sex. Just make sure you don't blow your load in the process and wear a slight constriction device such as a cock ring. Just make sure it's only slightly constrictive and not really tight. You are after a good squirt to get the sperm a step ahead, and too tight can result in the exact opposite. Give these a try, and don't waste your cash on pills. And Red Scott replies again, Can I just add to this topic something I forgot to mention in previous replies? Most guys, when they begin to orgasm, will naturally tense up their whole body. This is just something the effects of the orgasm and ejaculation make us want to do. Those whom say they don't squirt can probably relate to this. What you need to do as you feel your orgasm and ejaculation about to happen is completely relax the whole body. You can still continue stroking actions or whatever, but in order to squirt, it's important to relax the legs, abdominal muscles, and pelvic floor muscles. Doing this allows just the natural contractions that cause ejaculation to happen. Tensing yourself up, as many of us do, actually slows down the release of semen. Relaxing in this way isn't as easy to master as some think, but it's certainly not difficult. It's simply a matter of resisting what you would normally do. If you manage this relaxation method and you still don't manage anything more than an ooze, you can single out your pelvic floor as being the area you need to concentrate on. And little dog 85 replies, at Red Scott, it is so difficult for me to relax everything. I feel like it feels better when I tense up the pelvic floor muscles. And Restore Dude adds, at Little Dog 85 like Red Scott said, it takes practice to make it work. I edge for a long time, and when I feel like I'm ready to shoot, I put some lube on the glands, brackets head, put my hand around the shaft, and massage the glands with my thumb. No jerking, just rub the glands. When I'm about to come, I totally relax my entire body but keep rubbing the glands. When I ejaculate, it shoots out in streams and can last for up to a minute. It's more like pre-cum inconsistency, brackets almost clear. But each time I squirt, it feels like a full orgasm. It's very intense. And my body shakes with each squirt. And Old and Hard replies, I must try that. 
never too old to learn. And sadly, Farmboy69 never returns to the thread to let us know if he has sired a child. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the Measure Erection Forum, Subforum, Health and Body Talk Forums, Subforum, Measure Erection, Psyche, and Eros, in a thread started by Steve W., entitled, Sad to Discover, Best Friend is Huge. And it goes like this. I learned today from a mutual female friend that somebody I consider to be maybe the best friend I have ever had has the largest erect cock she has ever seen. That shouldn't matter to me, but it does. And that sucks. I wish he was just normal. It would be so much better if he were. And Red Scott replies, Why? He is clearly modest about his size, as you previously knew nothing about his size, and he's your best friend. You found out from someone else, so it's not like he's been bragging or big-headed about his size, and he clearly hasn't made any unwelcome comments about your size either. Had he done any of these, I'd understand your reaction. Are you sure it's not simply a bit of envy or jealousy on your part? Or is it simply that you prefer that both of you be physically equal, so there's no fear of who's the alpha male? Some guys do have very large penises. That's a fact of life and a part of nature. It just happens to be your best friend. He's still the same guy and it's quote unquote him the person you're friends with and not his penis. And Steve W. replies, You're right. Everything you say is correct. I really don't want to be envious or down on myself and yet that's what sucks. How I feel about it is not entirely within my control. And Top Dog replies, Hi, Steve. Actually, your reaction isn't uncommon for when anyone discovers something they didn't expect about someone they know. People often react that same way when they find out someone is gay or as I did when they discovered my best friend had a micropenis. For a while, that's all you can think of when you see them, and it feels like it's changed everything. If you let it, it can end or ruin the friendship. But if you are a good friend, you'll soon see that the person is exactly the same person you've always known and liked, and this is just a detail about them. It just needs a little bit of getting used to. That's all. You've taken a really good step in admitting that you feel that way. People often try to deny it. Then it can really get in the way. Okay, it gives you the willies, brackets, exclamation point, that your friend is big. It's disturbing news and it makes you look at them in a new way. But can you also see that he's exactly the same buddy you've always had? That all the experiences you shared are still there? All the affection, it's just the same. When my friend told me about his penis size and some of the difficulties it's caused him, it's like he was replaced with a cardboard cutout with quote-unquote micropenis written on it. I was shocked and couldn't connect with my old feelings for him. But being around him, brackets, that horrible quote-unquote replacement feeling began to fade, and eventually it was just one more thing I came to know about him. He has two kids, he's bi, he's a lawyer, and he has a micropenis. Oh, and a car! If you can start to feel that bigger perspective, even a bit, that's your way forward, and I guarantee in a surprisingly short time, this will be the quote-unquote new normal. You just need a bit of time to get used to it. That's all. Honey, this is what every parent of a gay child goes through, and most of them manage. Lots of love. Ash. Brackets. Top dog. And 3.5-inch replies. I have found friends to be overrated. A quote-unquote double-edged sword, for the most part. And Canuck45 replies, maybe it's a case of, quote-unquote, my best friend, he is just like me. And then you discovered he is, quote-unquote, different. Different isn't better or worse, it just is. Focus on the similarities, why you are friends in the first place. Was it because he had a, quote-unquote, normal penis? And Steve W. writes, whatever. And Insecure Man writes, it would maybe bother me if I knew that the new boyfriend of my ex-girlfriend is huge or the ex-boyfriend of a potential new girlfriend, but I really give a damn shit about the penis of my male friends. And Steve W. answers, Not straight. Matters to gay guys. And I was actually diagnosed with BDD a couple of years ago. It was all going very well until this week. 
And BDD is body dysmorphic disorder, or dysmorphia, which just means that you see yourself as worse than you actually are, in theory. Not a doctor. And Space Guy replies, Steve W., I can relate. It's actually happened to me twice. It's tough to explain the feeling. It's not that I'm jealous, necessarily. It's not that I want him to be different or less. It's almost like I feel very alone and disconnected from him, all because of this new information that, frankly, I wish I didn't know. Something that helped me was contemplating, one, what were my preconceived notions of guys that were quote-unquote huge? Frankly, I thought they would be pompous assholes, and yet these guys weren't. Two, do I feel quote-unquote less than him because my dick is smaller? Am I less of a man? We're friends, yet he has no idea how big my dick is and probably doesn't care. Help me work through some feelings and ideas I had not only about other people, but about myself. Really glad you felt comfortable enough to share on this forum. You're right. Sometimes we feel illogical things that don't really make sense. People that approach you with a you're silly for believing that attitude are irritating and pretty unhelpful. And Steve W. replies, Thanks, Space Guy. Your words hit the various nails on the head. I appreciate your support and understanding about this. You articulate one thing that has been bothering me, and now I have a word for it. The distance this creates. This particular friend, although he is straight, is a guy I am super close with, and he thinks nothing of giving me big, heartfelt hugs and telling me he loves me. We have become so close over time that we can talk about our feelings for each other, as in, quote, unquote, you are probably one of the best friends I have ever had, and I am so grateful for you. That doesn't mean we don't go out and drink and act silly together, but there has been a really strong spiritual connection for a while now. It has been a really important relationship in my life. When Brian thinks there could be something bothering me, brackets like at the time of the American election in 2016, he will call me spontaneously to ask me how I'm doing. It's been that kind of relationship. This information fucks all that up for me somehow. It's irrational. Duh, I'm aware. But that's why I've been feeling so down about it. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the Measurection.com forums, subforum, health and body talk forums, subforum, Measurection, Psyche, and Eros, in a thread started by Little Peter, entitled, Am I gay or just a guy who likes to suck dick? And it goes like this. This has been swirling around in my head. Am I a quote-unquote regular guy who does all the regular guy stuff, though not macho? I don't play sports and I am a NASCAR and NFL fan. By all indications, no one who met me would think that I am gay. I have been self-identifying as gay here on Measurection, but I'm starting to wonder. Gay is sometimes defined as a lifestyle. We all know the stereotype and I do not demonstrate any of the elements of that stereotype. I actually would enjoy a relationship with a woman except for sex. I am not bi. I am only interested in M to M sex. I am not confused or stressed over this, but I am wondering, are there varying levels of gayness? Like the subject line says, am I gay or just a guy who likes to suck dick? I hope I have communicated this correctly and I would like to hear your thoughts. And Canuck45 replies, sometimes defined as a lifestyle four periods. Maybe in the last century or by those still stuck there and the Westboro Church, frowning emoticon. Regular guy who does all the quote-unquote regular guy stuff like knitting, interior decorating, and flower arranging, waving pom-poms emoticon. Or do you mean farting, belching, drinking Guinness emoticon, cursing emoticon, weightlifting emoticon, and changing your underwear once a week type of guy. Four laughing emoticons, one rolling on the floor laughing emoticon. The gay stereotype, mincing steps, swishing exaggerated arm flailing and lisping. The stereotype of the quote-unquote flaming queen, one small segment of the gay world, and the regular quote-unquote farting belching guys ignorantly believe applies to all gays. Three frowning emoticons. 
Hmm, I did figure skating, diving, soccer, judo, gymnastics, lacrosse, coached hockey players, coached softball, scout leader, loved plants, hiking, camping, kayaking, sailing, and water skiing. Was an avid cyclist and swimmer, maintained my own bicycle and motorcycles as well as do minor repairs on my car. Worked in forestry as well as in retail bars, construction restaurant, and counseling. Would those activities make me a quote-unquote regular guy or a quote-unquote gay regular guy? Newsflash, none of those activities have anything to do with my sexuality. Gay equals sexually attracted to the same sex. You have sex with guys, you have relationships with women, but not sexual and presumably not sexually attracted. So if you like sex with guys and not women, gay. No big deal. Degrees of gayness. Sex with Nendenenzen's Luftballons, brackets, I mean 99 guys, one woman, 99 out of 100 tenths gay. Reality, 52 over 6, so my gayness is 89%. But wait, I have had sex with guys about 725 times and women 21 times, so I am then 97% gay. Or since I haven't had sex with a woman in 45 years, does that make me a born-again virgin with females? Six laughing emoticons. LOL. And Red Scott replies, There are varying degrees to any sexuality, I guess. Some gay men don't particularly enjoy anal, preferring oral, and the rest instead. Some gay men enjoy everything but don't want proper relationships, and the list goes on. They are still gay, regardless of preference to sexual activity. But I don't think it's something you can quantify in percentage or level terms. The same goes for heterosexuals and bisexuals, too. It's variances and preferences in simple terms. What one person wants of any given sexuality may differ from another. Some people prefer no label at all because they either don't want a label or don't feel they identify with a given label. How you identify is entirely your decision. And Little Peter replies, Thank you both for your responses. I never got notifications they were here. I would have responded sooner. Canuck, I love your response and your imagination and creativity. Would be nice to meet you one day. You both make a lot of sense. And in the end, gay is gay, so there you go. And Alan43 writes, My initial introduction to sex were of the quote-unquote same-sex nature when I was in my late pre-teens and early teens. This sort of thing is probably not all that unusual for young boys, but my sexual situation lasted until I turned 15. I serviced this one particular boy my age on a regular basis. I was not a feminine acting young boy at all. I had no desire to show any signs of affection this boy, but I really liked sucking his penis for him. He knew it and took advantage of it. I got some weird sort of sexual gratification from being submissive to him. Girls certainly interested me then. I liked them and even fantasized about them, but the only sex available to me at the time was sucking this other boy off and him doing me in my anus. After he put an end to it, right after we turned 15, I just stopped as well. I was never interested in finding another boy to take his place. I continued to think about the things he had me do for him when I masturbated, though, which is something I continue to do to this day. I haven't had a same-sex experience then. I'm definitely not gay. I doubt I ever do anything like that again. But you never know, as they say. Am I bi? I don't know. And that's the last post we'll read from that thread. So we'll go to a new thread, again in the measurection.com forums, subforum health and body talk forum, subforum measurection psyche and eros in a thread stirred by guest entitled small cock nudist. And it goes like this. Have you ever been to a nude beach or a nude swim club? I have, and it was a great experience. And yes, I was the smallest man there. And guest replies, I can't imagine trying it actually. Toughing out locker rooms has been enough for me. And Langbin 63 writes, I've been and didn't give a rip and neither did anybody else. All worry about it is totally useless. And guest adds, Yes, I have, brackets, but only men were there. No women. And I didn't care. You don't like the way I look? Then don't look at me. And not a whopper adds, I went to a nude swim at an inside pool in winter. Smallest guy there, including young boys, but it did not matter to me. And no dangle replies, 
I wonder if being small and shaved gets more attention than small and natural. And guest adds, I think being small and shaved gets more attention. When I shave, my cock tends to retract when flaccid and my cock can be less than half an inch long. Brackets, see my photos in the self-pick section. When you are six foot, two inches, inches tall, a half inch cock is definitely a feature. But I enjoy my nudist swims and being seen totally naked and at my smallest by both women and men. After all, this is who I am and people find small cocked men attractive. I was once married and fathered a child. And MJJM writes, I have been to many nudist resorts and beaches and have seen many small men. Have fun and don't worry. And Lofty adds, I have been a nudist for more years than I can recall. Nothing but positive comments. And Guest adds, This was the same for me. Being in a crowded dressing room, brackets, and pool, and seeing kids bigger than me was amazing, but I have always been tiny flaccid. And MJJM writes, I went to Hallover Beach in Miami yesterday. My second time there I visited two years ago. Beach was hot, but water warm and fun to swim in. I walked the beach several times, and I would say I was the smallest there. I was with my wife, but talked to more guys on the gay side than on the straight side. Had a ball, very friendly people, no cares in the world. Go nude, it's the best confidence builder you can do. And Smilin' Bear writes, For one thing, being naked at the beach is the best. It just feels great. No stupid bathing suit that sand gets stuck in and feeling of sun and breezes on your bare bod can't be beat. No strangers to clothing optional beaches and swimming holes. My woman friend and I went to Hallover Beach last spring and it was great. I recently started shaving my pubic hair and this was the first time I had been in public sporting my new look. We had a blast strolling along the water's edge paying attention to onlookers' reaction when they first saw my tall partner's big breasts and thick mat of dark pubic hair and then they saw me and my tiny smooth penis i'm sure <laughs> shit i'm sure more than one person wondered why an attractive statuesque woman like her would be with a little dick guy like me answer i'm a good guy with a very talented tongue our relationship is open and she occasionally sleeps with other men for satisfying penetrative sex and guest replies Yes, same here. My wife and I became naturists slash nudists so I could face up to public scrutiny. The vast majority of women and men do look for a bit, but then they usually smile and walk on. Some of the worst I find are young, brackets 12, 13, 14 girls, who often stare for quite a time. Some even point quite deliberately at my groin area and nudge each other with loud giggles. And guest replies, this is totally unacceptable and their parents should tell them so. And guest replies, But where are the parents when you need them? These girls sometimes walk around in pairs, fours, or sometimes even more, but their parents are on a different part of the beach. My theory is that they are walking at cocks, brackets, and maybe pussies, while at the same time hoping that people will look at them. And new Bermudaites, you're really brave. I'm worried I would be in the same boat as you and be the smallest there as well. I've braved the locker room a few times and gotten those looks. I'd be more worried at the nude beach because when I get cold, mine retracts inside me. And not a whopper adds, I got a lot less of quote-unquote those looks at the nude swim than when in the locker rooms or shower at the gym. It seems that the guys at the gym are more judgmental. You should try it sometime. It is very relaxing and empowering. I shrink up at the beach too, even when it's warm. The water causes me shrinkage, even in a hot tub. And by adds, been many times, spend most of my time in the water as I am quite embarrassed by my tiny penis. And guest adds, what makes you go to a nude beach? I'd decide to do it only if I decided to pursue small penis humiliation. And by replies, trying to become comfortable with my inadequate cock. And Trey M900 writes, 
My wife likes to go to nudist clubs and clothing optional hot springs. I have found that when other men see me with her naked, they invariably hit on her in front of me, making it obvious that they are aware they have a much larger dick. And Pinky B adds, I don't think you can conclude that it is obvious, or even that they are aware at all. No one in the world is as aware of the size of your penis as you are. Simply no one else gives as many craps as you do, right? Here's an exercise you can try to see what I mean. 1. Ask yourself what other reasons someone could have to hit on your wife. Brackets. Hint, I bet she's a hottie. 2. Ask yourself what evidence exists for those other reasons. Brackets. Hint, I bet you find her attractive too. 3. Conclude that it isn't obvious at all that other guys were thinking about the size of your dick. This is a hard exercise for someone who is intent on proving to himself that his penis size is the root of all his problems. But for someone who really and truly wants to be free of worry about his penis, this is the best exercise I've ever tried. Brackets. For other worries, obviously, I have no penis. Frowning emoticons. I bet the other guys on the forum could come up with a bunch of answers for number one and number two, too, guys. And guest ads. At Pinky B. No, Pinky. Men are very penis conscious in a powerful, symbolic way. A large percentage of men, just as they are eager to harass and abuse women, are eager to, quote-unquote, take the woman of a guy with a small penis. And guest ads. Okay, here is is. I was ridiculed covertly at a beach one time by a guy obviously packing and hitting on my girlfriend. He had a thong-type suit that left nothing to the imagination. It might as well have been a nude beach. You couldn't help but see his big, flaccid, expand, contract throb while he talked. I was almost fully retracted, and the tight suit showed my nub, pointing out less than an inch even though I periodically readjusted. My suit wasn't speedo, but it was tight enough to show I have a prox, quote-unquote, nothing flaccid. My girlfriend's puppy was with us. The guy kept talking about our immature puppy's small dick, emphasizing again and again how surprising it was that the Doberman puppy hadn't gone through puberty yet since he was getting big otherwise. This guy was maybe five foot seven, and I'm over six. Finally, he invited my girlfriend to his camper to sneak some weed. Yeah, I think he got a blowjob. My girlfriend came back hotter than hell and wanted to fuck in our tent. Was it the weed or the blowjob or both? Her pussy felt normal to me. She wasn't offended when I asked if she put out for that guy, but said I was paranoid. And by ads, at Over the Hill, you asked if she put out, and her response to that question was, quote-unquote, you are paranoid? If she said that directly, she did, because that statement would be deceptive. And guest replies, Oh, I should have mentioned that I also asked about the stuff he said on the beach. I said I was put out. She went with that guy who had been putting me down so obviously. She claimed I was paranoid about that first. She claimed I was paranoid about my dick size, which we had just discussed a few weeks earlier before. Actually, I think she did understand and thought I didn't get the put-downs while we were on the beach. Of course, I pretended I didn't get it because I wasn't eager for a fight and quote-unquote getting it would acknowledge I was sensitive and humiliated. He had me in a double bind. I think she was sexually stimulated by his performance on the beach in the big dick-revealing thong. She continued with the paranoid theme. And by ads, my wife finally admitted something that I already knew that she does like to go to the nude beaches and hangs out with my hung friends as she likes the look and feel of very large cocks. When, other <laughs> when others point out to her about my tiny cock compared with their huge ones, she doesn't say anything, but she does try to and stifle a laugh and acknowledges the statements with a shake of her head as a yes. The other thing she does is when a guy talks to her who is extremely large, she will stare at his cock sort of like she is talking to quote-unquote it. And guest replies, 
Did she explain her motives in this behavior? Instinctual attraction to and desire to flirt with more masculine men as defined by cock? Desire to humiliate you? Toy with such lustful feelings? Like the quote-unquote feel of large cocks? Does she actually feel them at the beach, I presume? I, she reminiscing about past experiences? And by replies. She has present experiences with big cocks. She is a cock hound and a size queen. And although they go on to continue about all of their wives having sex with people they meet on the beach, we'll leave that thread and go to a new thread. In the MeasureRection.com forums, subforum Health and Body Talk forums, subforum Foreskin Aficionado, in a thread started by Hart entitled, Docking Anyone? And it goes like this. Okay, docking. Anyone tried it? And willing to dish rolling emoticon? No, I don't mean cruelly chopping off puppy dog tails, shocked gif. I am talking about what happens when a guy with a long, loose foreskin quote-unquote shares it with a circumcised friend. I suppose that two foreskinned men could also stand toe-to-toe, tip-to-tip. Regardless, one guy grabs a handful of mobile shaft skin and strokes away. I have an online friend who used to hate his foreskin, brackets, especially when one of those first experiences after coming out involved his potential partner getting up, getting dressed, and leaving when he saw that he wasn't circumcised. It got progressively better after that, brackets, how could it get much worse? He says that when he tried docking with tightly circumcised guys, giving them a taste of what they never had a chance to experience on their own, they would go wild. Jump gif, jump gif, jump gif. Try docking and want to try it. Willing to share your skin, devil gif? Talk to me, fellows, wiggle gif. And Kirkads, it's been a long time since I've been with an uncut guy with foreskin loose enough to dock, and that was before anyone ever heard of docking, brackets at least in my circle of friends. Last year I was with an uncut guy, but his skin was very tight and automatically receded when he got hard. I could pull the skin back over his glands, but it wouldn't stay there by itself, so it never occurred to me to even try it since I didn't think he had enough, quote-unquote, extra to cover my, brackets, small head. And Boston Bill adds, sounds like fun, grin gif. And wish it were bigger ads. Yeah, Hart, I've been with a couple of guys with skin loose enough. Feels great. Cockhead to cockhead inside his warm, moist cover. One of the first guys was loose, but not excessively. I could stroke and stretch his skin about three inches or so, or about half my cock. Felt all warm and quote-unquote comfy inside there. The other, well, he was very loose and quite a bit bigger than my little member. Except when he was fully hard, just before he come, I was able to completely cover my cock with his skin. We took turns just jacking ourselves inside his skin. Is that what screwing with an uncut cock is like? Boy, I wish I still had mine. Balling gif. We had a great time. He came first, and I was jacking at the time we were sitting facing each other with my legs over his the skin pulled back a bit even though i was holding it tight working our hard cocks because his was just too big brackets about eight inch and fairly thick too when he squirted it was the most unusually feeling all that hot cum just squirting and covering my cock shaft and head i just kept jacking away but slowly so i would not let any of his cum escape he flooded the cavity pretty well then he took over careful not to let any brackets well much of his cum escape as he shrunk in size that feeling became unbelievable all that cum as a lube all that loose skin just rubbing and coating every square millimeter of my cock it was so warm so cool i usually come a lot and this well was no exception as i was unloading he said he could feel the spurts against his cock head Just before I was done squirting, he stopped and just held it, covering my cock. Mind you now, his foreskin was right down to my pubic hairs. We both watched in awe as his foreskin just expanded with every gush I had, feeling like a balloon. I was already really squishy from his copious amount of cum. Mine probably doubled plus what was in there easily. When he let go, we put a towel under our cocks and the flow was incredible. Really a huge wad! 
I guess the erotic sensation and all made me come more than normal. We showered together and cleaned up. Wish. And Hart replies, Whew, wish. Steamy stuff, devil gif. Thanks for sharing a hot story that gave intimate details of something about which most of us only have a vague idea. If that, do you suppose that's what Cole Porter had in mind when he wrote, quote unquote, I've got you under my skin, rolling gif, regards, hot. And Yarnek replies, hot, 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 I'm going to find an uncut escort somewhere and try it out. And we'll leave that thread and finish the episode by reading from the Measurection Forums, Subforum Health and Body Talk Forums, Subforum Measurection Psyche and Eros, in a thread started by a guest entitled, Has Anybody Felt Suicidal About Being Small? And it goes like this. Being small is degrading in itself, but people make fun of it and think nothing of it. Women seem to have no problem humiliating a man who is small. If people weren't so cruel on the matter, I don't think I'd feel as bad. It has made me feel suicidal at times. Every time I get an erection, I feel like crying. And I'm sad to say that it has given me a poor view of women. Most people think that committing suicide over this is dumb. But I personally don't think I've ever wanted to commit suicide because I am small. I've wanted to commit suicide because of the people feel about it. Am I alone or has anyone else felt this way? P.S. I don't want to offend the women on this board. However, I'm trying to be honest. And Smoothie adds, I do understand how you feel. It looks like we're about the same length, and it's hard being so small in a world where all you hear is, quote-unquote, bigger is better. I can tell you, though, that you just need to find the right girl, and you'll realize that even with a small cock, you can have a fulfilling and sexually satisfying life. My wife, brackets 36-plus years, is a petite girl who has a short vagina so she is actually glad that I am shorter than average. I know from the use of toys in our sex play that anything near six inches long hurts her because it will hit the end, so even the toys we use are small. You may have to search to find a girl who will like your penis because it is attached to you, but you will find one if you have patience and keep at it. Believe it or not, not all women need a seven-inch dick to make them happy. So please, try not to get down on yourself for something you have no control over. Do I wish I was bigger? Sure. But I have come to accept myself and I hope you can too. And guest replies, I wanted to apologize for saying to gave me poor view of women. Ugh, I shouldn't have said that. I hope the women on here and guys don't think I'm a jackass now. Also, I'm making progress, but I do get down. Lately, I've been trying to like myself and my body. I think it's working. Also, I've been reading about people who have deformities or people who are intersex and see how they have accepted themselves. And guest adds, I never felt suicidal about being small per se, when in junior high and early HS, I felt suicidal at times about lack of puberty and lack of normal assertiveness. Size was part of the issue, but only part. Never progressed to near action. More of a theoretical thought. And Hero9 writes, I was suicidal in my teen years, not because of my penis size, but because I didn't think I could be successful at anything. I was in special ed until my last two years of high school. When I was 15, I was convinced I was stupid and would never amount to anything. My dream was to be an actor. I was a high school drama geek. I did very well with that, but when I out and tried to it in the real world, I could not do when I was handed scripts on the spot. I was not able to read them fast enough to quote-unquote act so that dream went out the window. After that, I felt I had nothing to live for. And Johnny Five adds, While my size has surely left me feeling down about myself, it has never given me a suicidal thought. Your penis is just one part of you. Yes, it can be a pretty big emotional part, but there are just so many other reasons to live. It sucks being small. It hurts our sex life. But you have to think about your regular life, in which sex is just one part. I agree with the other posters that if you put yourself out there, you will find a woman that doesn't care about your penis size and loves you for you. In turn, she'll love your penis too. 
I think we need to work on our self-esteem and confidence. If we can love ourselves, then we will accept our bodies. At least those are the issues I'm working on myself. And inked up vet ads. I'm not proud at all to say that I have felt suicidal. Not solely about the size of my penis, although that was one of the contributing factors. Not having a GF, a job, PTSD, and living at home at 31 being the rest of them. I'm glad to say that things are looking up for me at the moment. I found a job. It doesn't pay much, but it's better than nothing. I am doing better with my PTSD thanks to the local VA. Everything else will fall into place eventually. You can't let yourself become overwhelmed. Try to quit stressing about the things you can't control and focus on the things you can. At least that's what has helped me. And guest adds, I feel so inferior. Now there are people saying that men with small penises are evolutionary inferior and are prone to racism. Just look at how many fawn over guys that are larger, that have thousands of members on their websites. I'm not gay and I don't know anything about how gay dudes feel about this. All I know is most women look down on us. It depresses me watching people enjoying the most basic things of the human experience and I can't have it. Everybody tells me to get a girlfriend because I'd be a great boyfriend. But women don't want to have sex with a guy like me. I know there are people with worse things, but it's still no fun with a small penis. Every time I think I'm getting better, something happens and I'm right back to being miserable. Maybe I'm not meant to be happy. And Canuck45 replies, Too many absolutes. Women will never have sex with me. Have what I can't. Women will not have sex with you if you are depressed, low self-esteem, no confidence, and lack a positive attitude. What a downer. The solution? Changing perspective, expectations, and attitude. Therapists can help with that. And Straight Chaser adds, I have often wondered if my small penis size isn't one of the reasons I have always had suicidal thoughts. I am obsessed about dick. The older I get, the more I am. And buy ads just every darn day. And anonymous 78964 ads, yup, I have, which is very scary and sad to think of. I can genuinely say this site and others brackets Thunder Place have made my life 100% better. Having the support of all these amazing people is just... It's amazing. Smiling emoticon. You read some very negative things online, but this place and thunders are safe havens, and I just wish more people would come here. Frowning emoticon. Thank you. Grinning emoticon. Well, what'd you think of that? The ups and downs of the world of the man with the small penis. What can you say? It's good that people have a place like this or mytinydick.net to hang and talk about their issues because certainly, I mean, there's no doubt that uh, in society, people talk about big dicks all the time. Everyone insults each other's dicks. Man dick culture <laughs> is uh, foolish and whatever, but there's no doubt that it can be a traumatizing thing apparently. So next time you're thinking about insulting someone's dick, Think twice about it. It's unfortunate that it's such a big part of society and what people think about. Like, uh, you know, I guess, eh, what's the, is there, I mean, for women, it's having small breasts, I guess, would be the equivalent of sort of an insult, but it still doesn't matter. People pay attention to their own shit more than they think other people are paying attention to their shit. You know, as they say, you think other people are looking at you, but no one really cares. <laughs> I hope that you found this peek into the world of the Measure Action Forums enlightening, and I hope you enjoyed it. 
This is the last episode of 2019. This year has sucked as far as my employment and my editing and my computers and all that stuff. So I'm eking, like limping across the finish line here with this episode. It should be up before New Year's Eve. Praying. I'm not jinxing myself by saying that. And once again, thanks for everyone sticking around and listening to the shows and enjoying them. I have given out a lot of magnets lately. And if you're going to be in Portland at the show, I'm going to be giving out magnets there. So I hope to see you at the show. And other news, I will be giving out some, if you are into VR gaming, on Steam, I'm going to be giving out some uh, keys to a game that I'm going to be doing some voiceover stuff. They gave me some keys, and probably so sometime mid-January, I'm going to be giving out some keys. So if you're on Facebook, make sure to join the Lou Reed's Facebook group, because I think I'm probably going to handle it through there. And I've got a bunch, so... There's been some interest on the Facebook group when I mentioned it there. but So if you're interested in trying out a survival game on Steam that's in sort of early release, stick around for some uh, updates. And definitely check out the Lou Reed's Facebook group because that is, as I mentioned, where I'm going to do it. So that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reed's. As always, thank you so much again for listening. Thank you for writing reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and other places. Thank you for spreading the news of the podcast to your friends. Uh, Thank you for asking for magnets. Thank you for asking for stickers and all the other things and uh, sending me the photos of the magnets in their new homes. If you would like a magnet, please remember to email me at loureads at gmail.com for a magnet and I will send you one as soon as I can. And um, keep thinking positive thoughts about me and jobs because I would like one that doesn't involve sitting around my house. (laughs) Sorry, I'll rephrase. If someone is willing to pay me to sit around the house, I'm all for it. But I would like to have a job that gets me out of the house. Pray for new jobs in the new year. Hooray. Okay. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You. My name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet for You, Measurection Forums Edition. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.